because I'm back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome going, going back, back to going, going back, back to going, going back, back to Guess who's back, back, back again. Live together in perfect harmony. Ebony, ivory, ebony and ivory podcast show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ebony and Ivory podcast show. It's me, Willie Hindo, and your boy Jr. Johnny Rose. <laughs> What's up, yo? Willie Hendo. I haven't even heard that. I know. I just changed my Wi-Fi to like Hendo for show. Nothing. William William gets nervous about what how he should come in on this intro sometimes, and then he'll just make up a nickname off the spot. I like it though. I like it. Hendo. I like Hendo smooth. I mean, it's been it's been a while. Uh, so first off, we want to say thank you all, of course, for all the people who supported us beforehand. Um, it's been like almost a year now since we started. I'd say like a year and a little bit over a year. Yeah, a year and two months and. We weren't as consistent, and uh, and that partly was because I moved and I'm in school in a different city, so we didn't really have the ability to really yeah. get together and record like we used to. Yeah, old Willie boys in graduate school and move cities, and uh, we just weren't sure if we should wait and do it till he gets back with the video. But now we figured out a way to do it just remotely. So I, I found most people listen to the audio, but. We'll still record, uh, upload it to YouTube as well, just and then probably even do videos again. Yeah. So, and we do want to do videos at least like once a month, give you all a chance to see us. Uh, we are actual people, uh, you and, know. Yeah, and then be back in the whole video swing uh, of things about nine months when, when we yeah when we're back in Lexington together. So, yeah, yeah. I thought we should just might as well not keep them waiting another nine months. So yeah, definitely not. And. I mean, you all showed so much support when we first did this. And I mean, I loved when people would come and talk to me about it. I still have people that will like, when you apply for jobs and stuff like that, they'll search Google and then they'll find the podcast. They're like, oh, you did a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, we did four episodes. And, you know, our best episode, we stopped right afterwards. So, um, <laughs> we're not on top, right? Yeah, we did. And we're, and we're coming back. And we ain't going to say we're coming back on top, but we're coming back. And you all know who we are. So, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it was a, it was a really fun process, everything, and people have asked me about it. Like it's popped up on their feed or something. They're like, "Oh man, what happened?" I'm like, "Man, we're still we still got some ideas. We're flowing. I know we've kind of uh, waited a little too long on this. I'm sure procrastinated, but I mean, All right? We we've been busy. So it took it, it honestly for me. It took a lot of effort not doing it compared to the effort that we put into doing it because every single day it was like uh like you know thinking like. I really want to do this podcast. I really want to continue this podcast and have that mental fight with yourself. Kind of like when you wake up in the morning, you're like, I need to go to the gym or I need to go to work. And then you sit there and you have that argument like, I'm probably going to quit today or I don't Mm -hmm. need to work out. So, I mean, that was kind of the struggle for me. And then, you know, and I just felt like it was time for us to do it. So here we are back at it. I want to say season two, but hell, we're just continuing on. (laughs) Back again. Back, back. Weezy's or Williams back, Hendo's back, 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 back again. Uh, but yeah, uh, so 
We wanted to get started off by reintroducing ourselves. Uh, of course, I am William, and of course, this is JR. Um, and we want to get into some fun topics. Um, but we want to tell a little bit of how we're going to do it this time. Of course, um, we kind of ended off with interviews. Uh, and so a podcast that we really, really enjoy um, is like Joe Rogan. And and I think the the beautiful thing about like Joe Rogan is the fact that he has people on and you're learning from the Joe Rogan experience rather than just listening to people talk. And I think that's right. You know, something that I guess we want to accomplish in our own unique and dynamic way. Yeah, um, absolutely. Right. And I guess kind of pointing out our audience, of course, you know, we want everyone to be able to listen to it. We don't want to. Uh, I mean, of course, we would love to come in here and talk about any and everything. Uh, there's so many topics we could talk about. I mean, yeah. Well, basically, I think we'll we'll focus on, I mean, just the big uh, pop culture or just cultural like stories that we can kind of get our take uh, personal takes on because that's that was what was founded on the show was like Ebony and Ivory, kind of a different but similar takes on subjects that all over the world really, um, and also throwing in our interests like sports, Kentucky sports, uh, music movies all the yeah. good stuff so wanted to embrace of course lexington because we love lexington exactly i mean yeah, that's like the last one we had with ej i just wanted to get a, a take from a former uk basketball player who was also personal acquaintance and that one was really fun and had a lot of people had a lot of compliments on that one so yeah so here we are <laughs> let's do it let's do it all right so the first topic we want to get into of course which is coming up and super important is football you know, would that be a Football. good starting point? Greatest, greatest time of the year. <laughs> uh, I think after this weekend, because uh, we're recording this on Sunday, August 18th, of course. So mm -hmm. if we are late, that's John's fault. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, blame the producer. <laughs> blame the producer. But yeah, no, uh, fantasy football is about to start up for us. And we have been in, what, the same fantasy football league for what? Oh. This is our fourth or fifth year. Yeah, fourth. Is that right? Yeah. And it's a pretty big deal for us. I mean, it gives you something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, I think every every guy, um, no matter like if you even if you're a jock or not, like celebrities, people that I saw like a funny interview about how like Jay Z um, cares so much about fantasy football, and it also makes him like a regular guy because you know just everybody on their fundamental level, like a guy is into football, fantasy football, and the older you get, it like brings it's a reason like for your friends to come and uh, it keeps a reason to like stay in contact with your friends almost. Right. And I mean, we don't, I feel like even our group of people that we have in our group, uh, in our, in our fantasy football team, it's not like we're, we all were super, super close friends kind of coming up. Some of us are like super close. We talk every day and some of us, we, we rarely ever talk, but when the league starts, it's like, we're all best friends. You know, we have conversations about everything. It just gives us an excuse to, talk about oh, yeah. stuff we'll keep that lead group message going all pretty year. much all year yeah and talk about whatever sporting events going on like march madness and we keep it going and it's all building to this point though our draft coming up on uh 31st so and first U first uk football game as well i mean it's gonna be a good get good day any, so do you have any players that you got your eye out on for anybody who listens and they need any advice for any picks i haven't really done my research i think i need to do some a couple of mock drafts. Um, yeah, I've been messing around with the mock draft a little bit. Um, 
I say the, I mean, the number one universal pick right now is Saquon, just because he put up 20 points or more a game last year in a crappy offense. And I mean, they'll just be just as crappy in terms of the offensive line and quarterback play and everything, but he's a consistent guy that they'll go to. So I like him. Saquon, Ezekiel. Yeah. I mean, if Zeke comes back, he'll, uh, He'll definitely be a top three. It's just a question is, is he going to agree on a deal with the Cowboys or not before the season? So that'll affect the drafts. Do you agree with how they uh, go about these old contract negotiations? Um, um, like him, I, Antonio, was it, who did it last year? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately that was my pick Your last year. But, pick. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know what to think about it. I, it's really, the player and power movement is, has reached the NFL. So uh, I'm all for it. I mean, go get that money because the running backs have a short lifespan. So right. this is coming from a fellow running back who had 15 concussions in his, in his concussions and feet surgery. And I, I'm still sore. I only played high school football too. So <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I really want to go with the sleepers this year. I want to go with players that everyone believes is having issues. So I'm thinking like, Antonio Brown because he's complaining about I mean he's got a minor foot injury and then of course he's got the helmet issues that he was going through um yeah basically saying if he couldn't wear a helmet that was banned from the league that he would wouldn't play again and I haven't really kept up with the progress you know anything about that going on right now um not in terms of Antonio Brown but a lot of the fantasy experts say like your draft you can't lose your no I got that backwards you can't win your draft in the first like three picks but you can definitely lose it yeah um that's how you won two games last year exactly because of my first pick like i lost every game by like fewer than 10 points because i just didn't have a starting running back so and i had todd Gurley. thing what i have i had the first pick yeah you had first i had second last year this year you have what fourth fourth and you have fifth yeah so uh fourth pick i mean what, what do you think about that fourth pick slot so, I mean, everybody typically, I mean, we've talked about it a thousand times. People go running back, running back. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, I don't know, I want to mix it up. So we have a guy in our, in our fantasy, um, Payne, shout out to Payne. Uh, he he actually did, I mean, he, he wasn't on the draft in time, so it auto-drafted. And he got two back-to-back, uh, some of the yeah. dopest wide receivers in the league. And he had one of the best performances in fantasy football last year. Um, and people have the yeah. argument that, of course, there's not a lot of running backs and wide receivers kind of like pop up out of you know mm-hmm. nowhere. But I'm thinking I'm going to go wide receiver first. Yeah, first pick. First pick. I mean, that's top five. That's a bold move to do wide receiver. But I mean, if you can grab one of those top receivers, why not? Because you know they'll go off the board like seven through nine. Right. And I'm not set on this. People just like, if you, if you listen, they like, I'm because I, the strategy is really to get a really, really good wide receiver and hope that like Le'Veon Bell mm -hmm. falls to the second round. And I pick him up because people are like, he's not going to show off. And then I'm an underdog fan. So I feel like he's going to come back and he's going to show that, you know, I'm worth the money that I demanded. And this is why I consider myself the best running back in the league. Connor is not better than, Le'Veon Bell. There's not a lot of running backs out here, PPR wise, that are better than Le'Veon Bell. So, no, that's true. I mean, um, I, I think Le'Veon too. I, I think he'll have a good year this year, a good bounce back year. Um, so, when, when you grab him, I, 
it's kind of a risk, I guess, because of the offense he's in, but right. still he'll get a lot of touches on the Jets. So And I I've mean, had like like you were saying, uh yeah, I mean, in the usual leagues, like the first eight picks will be all running backs almost because PPR they're um not as big of a running back depth. Right. But you can always grab a receiver though, like yeah, like painted back to back receivers. Like I would personally I'm probably gonna go running back, running back or wide receiver, wide receiver. It's a good move to grab any of the top. I mean, this is coming from both of us. Like, we're not experts in this. Yeah. So don't don't listen to us. Like, this is just our like nerdness coming out in oh, football. Yeah. Like, trying to act like we know. We know some stuff. Hey, but hey, we might be right. I mean, this is coming from somebody who I think last year I went nine and four. Uh, I think I was second in the most points, and I was only behind by like fifty compared to once again pain. And I had the best defense, which obviously defense does not matter because it's not like you're picking the defense. You just have a defense that plays. But or yeah. no, no, no. I mean, as far as points allowed, I mean, it's not like you're, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no defensive strategy for how someone's going to get points. You're pretty much just competing against who's going right. to score the most, who's going to catch the most, stuff like that. So that's not really nothing to brag about. But I was Yeah, I mean, we can uh, – I might do a little redemption tour this year. I can go David Johnson and then Le'Veon. Get all two of the players. Two of the players that screwed me over the last two years because they either got hurt or held out. So, I mean, because I think – that's what I look at at the fifth pick, probably David Johnson because in that new Cardinals offense with Cliff Kingsbury, the new coach, and uh, – Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I think – He'll have a – like, because I was looking into some other fantasy experts and they were saying um, David Johnson, he still finished as a top 10 running back last year and, like, literally everything went wrong in that offense. Right. So, he can't be any worse. So, his floor is pretty high. Yeah, better so, than a lot of running backs. I also did, I so think, two what years I'm ago. Thinking. That's who you're picking, running back. I had a, I had a really – crazy year a couple years ago where I found success in doing like top top tight ends like I had a tight end like a really good tight end I can't remember who it was but I had a really good tight end at the starting and then I put a tight end and it flex and I mean I had a decent show out with them uh so I'm kind of thinking that too I got a couple strategies up my sleeve I got the prizes for the draft when it comes yeah I don't want to give too much away for sure Uh, but the tight ends in terms of the tight ends, uh, there's a way big of a drop-off. Like, there's four good tight ends, three or four, and then it just completely falls off. So, it's going to be interesting to see where they start going. Like, uh, Travis Kelsey, he'll probably go off in the second round. And then – Kettle. It's Kettle. Zach, Zach Ertz and Kittle are the next Kettle. two that are uh, the top-tier ones. So Yeah, those guys are insane. Rest in peace, Gronk, career-wise. We're going to miss you out there on that. <laughs> I hated playing against Gronk. Uh, when he would match up with us on fantasy, because at some point at the end of the game, Brady was going to throw it to him. So if you're winning and you're only up five points and Gronk's got two minutes left and Brady's in the game, yep. you're probably going to lose. So, Yeah, so, I mean, you never really know how the draft's going to go. Like, I have this plan in pay, a place, like two different plans, but then it just all starts falling apart because there's always one guy in our league that just takes some – I mean – Patrick Mahomes might go first round in some drafts. Yeah, like, first pick. I've, I've had a year where I picked Big Ben in the first round. Like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the first year. And yeah, I, I'm consistently awful, you all. So, I just make that clear. It's not like I'm out here just dominating. 
Nah. Um, our buddy Austin won last year. He's had the first pick this year. And uh, what else? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was two eleven in last two and eleven <laughs> last year. So, but then I uh, in the playoffs I uh, won a few. So that's that's what you went on the last got the fifth run. got the fifth pick. Like at the end of the so, I like my position in this year better than first couple picks, especially in a snake draft. So, I think you're. I like it. But also rest in peace to Phil, Phil Martin. Um, Phil was a member of our fantasy league. He was the best. Um, he actually was fighting cancer for a while. I can't, I don't know exactly how long. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up losing that battle, uh, but he's in a better place now, of course. Um, but he was a beast when it came to the league. Like, he, oh, yeah. I, I mean, the perk of him. This is no, <laughs> not the perk, but I mean, he had a lot of free time to where he could watch NFL Network, watch the entire preseason. You know, he did his research, so he would come out, he would pick like last year, he picked Connor, and we were like, Yeah, who the heck is Connor? And then he, he's had years where he picked like uh, the guy for the Panthers, the running back, his first year, or he had him last year. Yeah, you know, he had him the, his rookie year, and he picked him like second round. And we were like, "Oh man, yeah, he's and, uh, making some bold yeah, moves." He was just a goat in terms of just the football knowledge, and he also gave everybody tips. Right, and he was he was an older gentleman, uh, neighbors to our buddy Andrew, and he was just a really nice guy. Just and a great we're actually, guy. We're, we're naming the uh, inaugural trophy that we actually bought for the league after him. So. It'll be the Phil Martin Memorial Trophy. That's right, so. baby. Shout out to Phil. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, we would stand no chance if he was in the league this year. So he would have came oh. back at it. Uh, he still he still gave a couple L's out from the grave. I think he passed away uh, at, with, like, week. Right. Yeah. And he, I know. I was the uh, when, – when he passed away, like, the league was still going. And, like, I sent a couple messages over. I was like – what if it what if like a bubble starts typing again? Yeah. It was just like some supernatural stuff, but I don't know. Um, That's crazy. But he did come oh. back and give Andrew an L from the grave. It's still short. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, and then another segue, I guess, popular in pop culture is the, um, the um, I guess, the partnership between Jay-Z and the NFL. Um, yeah. Which was... I guess a hot topic with people because at the end of the day, uh, not at the end of the day, I guess. So obviously Colin Kaepernick, all those players, um, they need, they took kneels um, during the, during the. Uh, yeah. The national anthem. Yeah. During the national anthem at the beginning of the football games uh, to bring awareness um, to social injustices. Uh, mainly at the time there was a lot of like, you know, police and, uh, police versus black and all that good type of not that good type of stuff. <laughs> all that I'm jumbling my words today, like oh my god. Um, but you, go, you little, tell it. Got a little nerves. Yeah, you tell it. You tell it. <laughs> Man, I don't know much too about. Uh, I was going to ask you about it. Just or, so people are just angry with him because he wants to just still be affiliated with the NFL in terms of ownership and stuff. And like, then he have a quote that said, um, like. Uh, kneeling for the anthem isn't working anymore or something well uh, no so okay so basically people were saying you know why would you do this when colin kaepernick still has a job he still doesn't have a job and um and 
he's been known to like speak out about it. Of course, he's you know he's had conversations with people about performing there and doing the halftime show. He actually rejected the halftime show last year and things like that. Um, but he had a quote of saying that basically that the kneeling was the first step. The kneeling was to bring awareness. And then he asked a couple people around the room, and he was like, like basically, do you understand why Kaepernick was kneeling? Like, are you aware of this situation? And everyone was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, kneeling was the first step. Now. You know, what do we do next? This is what we do next. This is how we we continue on that, you know? So, yeah. So, it, it, Which, it, what were you saying? Yeah. It, it makes sense. I just, yeah. I mean, coming from somebody that doesn't know much too much, too much about the situation, I, I think, I mean, I agree with both sides a little bit, but, I mean, Jay-Z is right in the way that something, like, people might be a little bit burnt out on that. Right. Uh, there might be some other ways to tackle it now um, because people, people have been seeing the knee, uh, kneeling for so long that it's, yeah, you just need a new, new way to express what's going on and which I understand. So I don't know why exactly people are mad at him. I think he's just trying to make that money. <laughs> well, to me, so I wouldn't even say it's money because Jay-Z is a billionaire, right? I mean, as far as assets, he's a billionaire. He doesn't really need this partnership with the NFL. Um, I do think that he genuinely cares. I mean, Jay-Z has been an advocate for a lot of people. Jay-Z's bonded people out of jail. Jay-Z has hired lawyers for people. He's, you know, he's been there fighting for, you know, the African-American community in the U.S. So I don't think that he's out here, you know, going against the grain and, doing something that would jeopardize the relationship between, you know, America and the NFL. Like, I don't think, I don't think that he would do something like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I just, I don't get why people are mad at them because of his past, I guess, like standing up for that. So, yeah. And there's people that are like, he's a drug dealer. (laughs) He's a, he's an ex drug dealer, stuff like that. Like who cares? Like he's, you know, it's he's classic uh, Tommy Lauren quote against him, wasn't it? For 14 years, he sold crack cocaine. 14 year drug dealer is still counting. Yeah, yeah, she's she's crazy. Ah, whatever. We ain't gonna get started on Tommy Lauren, but and then he actually put that quote in a song. Yeah, he's a beast. Drug dealer. He was a drug dealer. What happened to Tommy Lauren? What is she doing now? Who knows. She was, I mean, she built her brand off just being like an attractive blonde that had super hot takes about, she knew her audience for sure. And me personally, she's annoying. Just, but she got famous off of it. Yeah. And I remember she went on, uh, she went on that show. Who's the new daily show host? Uh, Trevor, Trevor, uh, Trevor Noah. Yeah, she went on his and like people got mad that he was actually like laughing with her or whatnot. And so I think he might have just respected that she was the fact that she came on the show. On the show. And I I think he kinda almost realized that it's she was doing it as like a, a stint to just get publicity. Like that's she just knew her lane and she I mean, hate on it if you will. I mean she she knew what she was doing. So Right. That kinda reminds me of Donald Trump, like even like like he's kind of simplified the the presidential position so much that he has these bars that everybody can like cling on to, you know. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean his his base, like they can cling on to his bars. Like I just heard him at one of his rallies. He like told somebody, yeah, "Dude, we got to put these clips in here. I don't know if we can." That guy's got a serious weight problem. Go home, 
Start exercising. He was like fat shaming someone. He was like, now that person needs to You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, I can put the, the clips on. Yeah. Um, we need to put some clips in this bad boy. I can put oh. some audio clips. And uh, but yeah, he was like, this looks like that guy needs to lose some weight. Yeah. <laughs> and people just screaming. And like, he's like, that's what he is. He just roasts people. And people love it. His fan base loves that. But. Also, like Donald Trump is one of the fattest presidents we've ever had. So <laughs> he has no he can't really say about, much. like health. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, just him. It's, it's so ironic. But I mean, in ter- uh, speaking of Joe Rogan earlier, did you, uh, the Bernie Sanders episode was recent. Are you a are you a Bernie fan in terms of the next presidential cycle? Or? Um. So I, I guess all this stuff is tough for me because. Um, as I learn more and more about some of these candidates, I'm like, I don't even like these candidates. Like, obviously, Joe Biden was like a favorite, and and me, I'm not a, I'm not, I guess, go on record of this. I'm not really like. I think the party system is kind of like tough because it leaves little to no room for compromise. Um, so I really just kind of favor the person who cares the most about the people and is going to do the most for the people. And I think Bernie is a person that truly, truly cares about the people. But I think that he, he's like, he's like a, he, he appeals with emotion. Like he comes on angry and he rumbles and he grumbles and he really just gets you kind of like fired up, but he doesn't really give me enough facts to really make me feel like he would come in. And like, for instance, I have student debt. He hasn't given me anything that would make me believe that if he truly came into office, that all my student debt would, would be gone. So, I mean, a lot of people say a lot of cool things. I'm really just for the person who's got the people's best interests at heart. Of course, I'm probably not going to vote for Trump, but there's a lot of great people out here. Um, and I don't even want to go on record of saying that I support anyone because I, I don't at the moment. I don't even know enough about people. I was really, I liked Elizabeth Warren because she, she talks really, really, I mean, she, she has bars. Like she, she'll say something and I can really like cling on to it. Um, yeah, I mean, they're saying that she's the, uh, the favorite almost now, uh, has the most, uh, supporters, right. but yeah, I mean, Bernie has that socialism stigma that it's attached to him and right. which he's still not, he's not all the way socialism. Like they make him out to be like a Russia like person or whatever. Yeah, he's but, not, he's not like that at all. I think change is it's just different for people. And I think when you have somebody that comes in super, super passionate about the well-being of people and not really caring about the business or the, the business aspect of, of government, obviously there's, you need a healthy balance of both. You know, you need success economically and you need success socially right now. And in the United States, we care more about economic success than we care about, you know, social, social issues. So. Right. Yeah, I, I just don't see any Democratic candidates like that blow my mind away, and I'm not happy the way Trump's uh, presidency has gone either. So, mm-hmm. caught in the middle of just a <clears throat> no good options, which has been the story of like the last few uh, presidential campaigns. It's like I just feel like America's lacking that one guy that stands up, and everybody, no matter like. It's so extreme, right or left, like that nobody even respects on each side. So, I mean, there's even like beef in between parties, right? You know, like, right. 
you know, certain, from what I hear, don't, you know what I'm saying? I mean, from, from my research, I believe that there's a lot of, lot of back and forth within the Democratic Party and, of course, wanting them to get on the same page about what they want to push and what they want to pursue. Um, and then you have like the real young gunners in the Democratic Party who are kind of coming out really aggressive and they're, you know, they're really pushy about their ideals and, and you know, what they feel is best for America. And then you have the older generation within the Democratic Party that's just, you know, just, in my opinion, just trying to get by, you know, just trying to yeah. steer clear of the drama, maintain good relationships within, you know, the government and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I just think we're lacking a president like some of the most liked ones in history, like JFK, Lincoln, even like looking back at Clinton. I mean, not talking about his scandals or anything like people generally look at him as a successful president and even George Bush at the time, people thought he was the dumbest guy of all time. But people, even Democrats now look back out on him because Trump's in office now. And say, yo, George Bush wasn't that bad, you know. So I mean, we don't have to go too far, presidents wise. I mean, I, I'm not. I think at the time when Barack Obama was president, I wasn't really. Uh, I mean, how old were we? What did he first get in the office in 2000, 2008? Yeah, so, 2008, we were what was that my freshman, freshman year? Yeah, we watched the inauguration on in class and everything. I didn't mean to like completely <laughs> not mention Obama. <laughs> I'm just talking. I was talking about the his no because Republicans didn't like him. I was trying to right. think of ones that uh, were generally liked. Like JFK was a Democrat, but maybe it was the time when just so many wars were going on and stuff, and that people didn't have time to pick and pick apart each other, and they just focused on America and right. what was the best thing to do. But I don't know. I do think that the times are changing. I think as you continue to keep up with politics, definitely after, you know, Trump getting into office, I think that the political conversations and the way we communicate within politics and the way we go about our, you know, uh, our approach to even handling politics is going to be completely different. I think Trump becoming president was a huge game changer. You know, he, I mean, just look at the way he communicates with the public. Look at the way he you know, talks about other groups of people, his, his lack of PC, you know, uh, conversations mm -hmm. about specific topics. It's, it's wild. And, you know, I'm a MPA, you know, in my MPA, as far as masters, and I'm wanting to go into um, local government or go into, you know, interested in politics and things like that. And, and I'm just very excited. <laughs> I, I, it's weird to say, but I'm excited for, you know, the, the next elections and i'm excited for how politics are evolving and i'm excited for how the image of government is evolving and it's not mm -hmm. boring anymore politics is not boring anymore it's not something that you put it's it's on everybody's mouth every single day you're talking about something that's going on political whether right you know yeah i mean you have a more of a uh, political knowledge than me for uh, sure in terms of your, yeah in terms of your education and everything so me personally, I just have a sour taste in my mouth from all politics and just even I just think there's more people just pick apart like the wrong things and it's just annoying to me. Right. But that's life. I don't know. Uh I, I'm interested to see too where these like next few elections go and my recommendation for people who don't really even keep up with politics is still to pay attention to your local your local elections and your 
all the local stuff that's going on because I believe that that's where you get hit first. So I think the if you want to see change in your community, you know, if you're pushing for that, if you feel like you can't advocate for the entire United States, but you want to see change within your community, I think getting involved locally and educating yourself on your local leaders uh, is right. something extremely valuable. Um, maybe going to a city council meeting once a month and seeing what's going on, hearing what they're pushing in town, seeing where they're spending their money. All these things are public and they're online. You have access to all this. A lot of people have no idea what's going on in their community because mm. they don't put the effort into it. Um, and then you see different things going on, like, you know, like for, I don't I can't really even give, like, for instance, in Bowling Green, um, Kentucky, you know, they were going back and forth about the fairness ordinance um, when it comes to, uh, I don't even want to go in depth about the fairness ordinance, but just keep up with your local, <laughs> keep up with your local, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just keep up with your local stuff, you know, know what you know, what's going on in your community. Uh, Absolutely. And. I need to start doing that for sure a little more. And an example of that that's going on right now in Lexington or Kentucky in general is, uh, have you heard about uh, Matt Jones? Uh, he is actually writing a book uh, about Mitch McConnell. It's called Ditch. No, it's called Mitch, Please. Yeah. The, the story about... Uh, <laughs> Mitch, Please. It's like Mitch, Please, the story about um, how Mitch McConnell... I don't know the exact title, but Mitch McConnell neglected Kentucky for years and stuff. So... In terms of Eastern Kentucky coal miners and stuff, like is that how he lost his job on uh, TV? Yeah, he. I saw that the other day. He got kicked off his uh, show that he actually helped make. Hey Kentucky, he was the main host. That's crazy. Um, Shout out to Matt Jones because I think John messaged Matt Jones with one of our episodes, and we actually got a feature on their website. Yeah, he he gave us some feedback. He said he uh, really likes the idea of it, and yeah, I'm a big Matt Jones fan, so Uh, so I think I. I definitely agree with him on the – he has a lot of haters that are always on Twitter and, like, saying stick the sports, Matt, and and all that. But he's following his passion, and he's kind of an example about how you can be – you can you don't have to be a Republican to have influence in Kentucky or, or whatnot. You just um, – <clears throat> I lost my, lost my train of thought. <laughs> hey, didn't he – he has a law degree from Duke, right? Yeah, he's got a law degree from Duke. Um, he went to Transylvania at first and then went there. Yeah, so he's not stupid. Like, the man's not dumb. Like, maybe he's loud no, he's, sometimes. <laughs> and he's aggressive yeah. with his point of views when it comes to sports. But I don't – I do – I was a hater of him at the time, you know, on that whole, like, shut up and dribble LeBron type of thing. Like, mm. you know, you've been yeah. talking about sports so long. Don't try and transition into politics. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like what he's doing is – you know, you all seem to support it, so I need to do my research and support stuff like that too, of course, obviously. But what about your guy Epstein? You were a huge supporter of. Uh, I don't know more right. about him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate uh, scumbag right there. I don't. That is such an interesting story, and how like a an example of just straight corruption. Like you can't deny that the timing of that and everything just doesn't sound like a straight cover-up or whatnot of all the Clinton was on his plane flying to these islands with underage girls and all these Clinton wasn't even the main one it was like Prince Andrew uh, just other big big globalists in the world like like old Alex Jones the old crazy hey, my favorite on the, person on earth 
<laughs> yeah, say what you will about him. He's, he's insane, absolutely insane. But for years, he was like saying, like, the globalists, they're uh, child pedophiles. They're uh, just, he was saying all these points for years, and people just didn't listen to him because of his, just how insane he was. And if you look back at all of his points, I mean, he, he does did uncover stuff that happened before. And the thing that got him in trouble really was his uh, take on Sandy Hook that school shooting and how that was a cover up and it kind of just disrespectful to the parents. So, which is completely understandable. He goes too far for sure. But uh, Epstein thing, what what do you think? Bro, he had a doll chandelier in his home. It was a life. He had a life size female doll hanging from a chandelier in his Manhattan home. And then he had an eyeball hallway. So it says, the, in his townhouse, the entrance hall was decorated row upon row of individually framed eyeballs imported from England. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> it's just so strange. Like, you could just tell that guy's not a good guy just from that almost. Like, he's just always watching. He has, he had films of all of his stuff he did, uh, girls and uh, that island that they used to fly to his own personal island with girls under 18. And uh, apparently he had a bunch of like film there of them. And that was all already wiped when the FBI got there. And I just think it's a huge cover up and the, the suicide looking like, of course the, the film goes off uh, that's watching the, well, the surveillance tape and everything. It just, all these signs are pointing towards just something bigger going conspiracies. on. Conspiracies. We need to do an episode about conspiracies because I love conspiracies. Yeah, I I love the idea of conspiracies. Uh, like, I'm no uh, Eddie Bravo from Joe Rogan who dives way too deep and is always talking about uh, what is that called with the jet streams? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Nope. <laughs> but I believe in aliens. What is? Oh, I th- I, I believe in aliens. Oh, absolutely. There's probably a bunch of them walking among us. Which I feel like Trump, that's one thing. I don't know if the presidents actually even know about aliens because I think if anybody would have told everybody about aliens, it would have been Trump as soon as he found out. Or he would have tweeted so, about it immediately. So I, th- I think it's even darker secret than the presidents have knowledge too. Who's that? So Bob Lazar, he has a documentary on Netflix. Um, but he was basically like, he never saw actual aliens, but they had got their, like their, their spacecrafts. And learned how to maneuver their spacecrafts and things like that. So they said a lot of these sightings could have either been, I guess, actual aliens or the people that were working in the facility that he was working in, figuring out how to work these spaceships that would like stop mm-hmm. on a dime and then like Yeah, defy the laws of physics right. and stuff. So Yeah, so I don't know if we've ever like encountered actual aliens. I think we um Bob Lazar seemed pretty legit, and I'm not a huge conspiracy guy, but he seems like he's an actual scientist. He actually worked there. It's been proven. And- yeah, and he clearly doesn't. I mean, if you watch him in interview, he doesn't want the attention. Like, like I feel like he stresses out even having these conversations today. Like, I think he was harassed so much that, you know, it's yeah. not even something that he cares to even dive into anymore. Yeah, and like the Air 51, uh, like the timing of it, all of it, can, like corresponds with like when our technology is advanced, like uh, I think they just, they took certain parts of those spacecrafts that, they, which were they could understand and kind of incorporated 
and technologies and right now we have this computer in our pocket and could be like kind of related to that almost uh what what they found there well well there's a crazy world it's a crazy world that's something that one day if i get some money i'm going to do space travel because i feel like by the time we're adults there will be trips probably that you can take i don't know i mean no they're already they're already doing the some commercial airlines have uh started uh doing the flights into zero g and stuff and as close as you can get to space so i mean with elon musk and all these big names starting these new companies and everything i don't that's not out of the question for sure it's just like commercial flights to space and uh to the moon they're going to start building uh, not civilizations on the moon maybe but bases at least for where the astronauts stay and bro we never landed on the moon that's a topic for another day (laughs) i'm joking i I don't know and the earth is flat well the moon thing is very interesting how the whole tape looks kind of questionable and how um what's that direct stanley kubrick apparently directed it the director of uh the shining and uh what is that movie Tell me that movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'll cut this. I don't even know who Stanley um, Cooper is. He directed the 2001 A Space Odyssey. Great movie. <clears throat> but, I mean, it's I haven't watched it. Um, it's kind of boring, but, like, it just was a, a special effects. It was insane for the 70s. Like, if you watch it now, like, the, uh, the way he, he could make space look uh, so real. So, I... They say he directed it, uh, the moon landing, too, because in The Shining, I don't know if you've ever seen The Shining, that horror movie. Nope. But that's like another 70s movie, I believe. But um, <clears throat> see, this is why I didn't want to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> but <laughs> he, uh, like the kid in that, like wore Apollo uh, sweatshirts and stuff. And then some of the room numbers corresponded with like the flight number. I'm like, get that wrong but there was a lot of these weird coincidences like that he's almost giving like signs that he was behind it oh so i was just joking about it but you have a lot of information it seems on if it was actually real or not yeah man i've done i've gone down some weird youtube rabbit holes before for sure i'm not gonna lie i went through a rabbit hole one time where i was uh pretty much watching videos on youtube of drains get unclogged it was a great <laughs> like are you talking about those like satisfying videos? Yeah, like when the like when pe- when the dudes have this like the plumbers have the snakes and they're like getting all the poop and stuff like unclogged out of the drains <laughs> and then it finally just starts flushing down. That's Oh yeah, that, that's one of those Reddit like uh oddly satisfying posts or something. I was I was thinking about like the frozen gutter drains and like you keep cutting them out and like then all of a sudden the whole frozen piece comes out and like one uh, it's kind of related to that are titans your uh team if you had to pick if i had to pick a favorite team uh i would say the yeah the titans because i lived in nashville for a year um their uniforms are dope uh they have some wku players on there um and we have a family member on the coaching staff so oh that's true yeah I uh, 
I've been a Bing, I was a Bengals fan for a while, my whole childhood and stuff, but I finally decided to uh, let them go. Yeah, sick of losing. I'm just sick of the way the teams ran <laughs> and just the players. I don't like Dalton. It seems like the Bengals love like losers, like how they this, I learned that I would never be a Bengals fan when they hired Hugh Jackman or Hugh Jackson on their on their staff. And then kept their coach for yeah. forever, like forever after like, and your boy Dalton is weak. He gets the weakest injuries and then he sits out of the biggest points of the season. Like, what did he get hurt a game before the playoffs a couple of years ago? Like the last, I can't remember. I thought he got yeah. that wrist injury. Yeah. He's just so average. What was that a couple of years ago? I was actually at your house. Um, we watched that playoff game for the first of Steelers and. The Bengals had it one, and then that uh, who was that linebacker that played dirty? The was uh, it Harris? Vontez, uh, Vontez Burf. What is his name? I don't even know. What do you do? Pick off the ball and run it back? No, he just had like a super dirty hit, and it ended up being like they got good field position and ended up winning. And that was when I was <laughs> like, I'm almost done with this team. Right? <laughs> So now I'm the I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> Why? Got, honestly, um, my cousin was always a Bears fan. I always liked them, like my second team. They have a uh, cool colors, uh, eighty five Bears like Ditka and all like. They're just one of like a gritty team. I picked up Cohen last year at the end of the season. He kind or no, I traded for him. Um, I like Cohen. I like their court. What's his name? Trubisky. Trubisky. Trubinsky. Yeah. Yeah. He's hadn't proven himself completely yet, but he's, um, he has signs of doing pretty good. So they just, and they have a uh, Khalil Mack, the baddest linebacker in the league. Who's their wide receivers? Uh, do they still have Alshon Jeffrey? See, this is why I got to do my research. I'm clearly not going to have a good fantasy this year. Let's start ASAP. Dude, we should uh, I might do a mock draft after this. Yeah, let's do. Let's, let's get into a mock draft. Uh, but we don't want to keep you all super long this episode. Of course, we just wanted to let you know we are back. We're super back. Oh yeah, we're back and going down weird rabbit holes conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I and, like uh, it. I like it. No, it's yeah. I want it to flow naturally, and uh, we hit the topics we wanted to hit for sure. I mean, we yeah, keep it short intro. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. We'll, we'll get back into the swing of things. Um, but what we will do, we still have the Instagram page. Um, it has like, what, like 350 followers or something like that. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll uh, put it out there in the way we can. Facebook. Do we have a Facebook page, uh, too? If we don't, I'll start one. I, actually, I think I do. Me and John are I super cool one. because we don't even have social media. So a bunch of you all are trapped in your Instagrams and your <laughs> well, I just don't. I only don't have. Yeah, I only don't have Instagram. But I feel like that's the biggest one. Like I feel like that's the biggest, like pressure one. Not for like, I, I think it's harder for girls mainly because there's yeah. so many beautiful girls on there. I mean, so they say. You know, their idea of beautiful. All you all are beautiful. Okay, everyone's attractive oh, yeah. in their own way. <laughs> Shoot your shot, William. To every listener. No, no, no. But no, I mean, yeah. So. We're going to take advantage of the no, social I, medias, get you all on there. I was about to start a little social media conversation, but yeah, that we'll. We can talk about it. What you Insta- thinking? 
<clears throat> I'm just talking about how we both delete our Instagrams because um, I kind of just wanted to take it away because when you posted a picture and you got those likes like rolling in, like you felt way too good about it than you should, you know, right. like you got that kick uh, dopamine kick in your head. Like I've saw some whatever Ted talks on it and stuff about how like just going on like a social media cleanse or whatever will be good. Like regulate your dopamine because if you're getting it all just from likes, like, and then at the end of the day, you're like, Oh cool. I had a picture. that got a hundred likes. Like what is it in real life? Yeah. Like what did I do? What is that? What kind of accomplishment does that equate to? Exactly. I mean, there's, there's people that make money off of it for sure. Right. These influencers, but but for your average people like us, kind of like, you know, the, the ones who are kind of averaging a hundred likes a picture. I mean, I feel like people put yep. so much into it. I mean, look, I'm guilty. I put pictures online of like, I put pictures up. I remember back when selfies were popping and probably was never popping, but for some reason I was still uploading them, but they would get like minimal likes. Right. And then I delete it off. And then I'm like, I'm ugly. Right. I know. And you're like, why? Not? yeah. And you're like, why did I delete that? Like now I look even worse than I kept it up. And it's, yeah, it's like this whole weird circle. You're of- just fighting with yourself. And then you look at people who are actually popular on like, I mean, I have very interesting days. Like, I feel like if I told someone my day to day, like they would be very, very interested. But there's people on there that have no life, like no life. But they upload. Yeah, you only, yeah, you only see the best um, somebody has to offer on social media. Like nobody ever tells you about the bad days or anything like that. So it makes you like think that their life uh, is just like perfect or they're beautiful. And you're comparing yourself to people, and then if, and it's not even like you're comparing yourself to one person, right? Like you see one person having a beautiful life. Maybe they are having a crappy day and they put that online, but there's a hundred other people that you follow that are uploading their happy life, right? So you're still just seeing the positive aspects of everyone's life. So you're not even just comparing yourself to one person. You're comparing yourself to potentially hundreds of people, right? Yeah, So exactly. And I'm not hating on it, uh, hating on the people that use it right. Like people that don't, it doesn't affect them in normal life. Right. It doesn't let them affect their happiness or whatever, but yeah, to each his own. Right. <laughs> like some, yeah, some people, I just wanted to see how it would feel to do it. And how do you feel? It's nice. Not thinking. Yeah. It's just nice. Not thinking about it. And I still got Facebook, Twitter. I mean, I like Twitter because it keeps you updated on sports, sports and news, anything going on and just funny stuff. I still think it's the funniest app. Um, but I think it's, I think it's great. I kind of want to get rid of it sometimes. Cause I'm like, I deleted mine and like, I'm even thinking like now I don't even have a hundred followers and I'm like, I got to delete my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would only have a hundred followers if I started it recently, but I've had it since high school and like, I still have followers that are not active at all. Probably. Yeah, but... I deleted Twitter. I think what I had, I deleted Twitter for the longest, like Twitter was one that I could definitely live without. I deleted that like around the time I deleted Vine. I feel like that was years ago. <laughs> and then I got it back and and I didn't miss out on anything. And I look at people on Instagram, which we will obviously promote the podcast and stuff on Instagram. And I probably will, um, you know, make one again, but I enjoy not like, yeah, it'll be just promotions and stuff, which will be, help us out and just get the word out that. So, yeah, but all right, man, it's been a, been a good, uh, first episode of season two. We don't put the jingle in front of this, right? I want people to still have to hear that jingle. We put a lot of time into that jingle. 
Yeah, we got that jingle. It'll I'll do it in the production part. So. And, um, and uh, but yeah, sorry about the nerves. This is like the first episode back, you know. And I feel like all together we only did five episodes, so we're still. Yeah, and that. it's a little different. A little different being uh, not face to face. Right, I can't so see John we'll to get to face right now. You know, typically I'm just, and then like the communication, I'm I'm talking over you sometimes, but I can't see. John has a slow buildup when he's about to say something, so you can see when he's about to say something, and I can't see it right now, so it's uh, we get used yeah. to it. We could even maybe do like Skypes and stuff too. That might help. Yeah, we just we're getting fat, so we don't want you all to see it. No, it's not. We're just, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm 450 pounds now, so yeah, and that's not fat shaming. You know, everyone's beautiful. <laughs> Dear Lord. All right, Donald Trump. Yeah, golly. All right, but yeah, but no. <laughs> Thank you all, of course, for the support always. I hope you all keep up with us as we work through our kinks and continue to get better. And obviously, consistency is the goal. Like, you know, consistency is how everyone progresses. Even if we got 10 plays on this one, I hope if we did this for a year that we would have way more than that if we were consistent. Like, you know. Right. So, exactly. So, um We'll be doing this weekly now, so uh, tune in next week. I'll, I'll try to get this one posted and keep it updated. So, But check us out on iTunes, Ebony and Ivory Podcast. What? Show? Is it show? Ebony and Ivory, I think it's yeah, Ebony and Ivory Podcast show, and I'll get the Facebook uh, profile up to speed. And uh, also, uh, any other ways we can do it, we'll – We'll uh, let you guys know. Too, so. And like I said, we will be recording once a month in person. So as this continues to grow, because we will work to make it grow. Um, obviously, we have a winner mentality when it comes to this. Um, if someone don't like it, we're going to find someone that does like it. Um, but anyway, we want to feature people and have engaging conversation with people. We have so many different friends that do so many different things, live in different places and, you know, and with different point of views. And I enjoy the conversation aspect. Of course, me and John, we can have great conversations. You know, we've been best buddies for a while now. We can sit down and have this conversation. But I feel like we can bring people, you know, into it that you can actually learn from and, and you know, pick up messages from and so that you're not just hearing us. For sure. So, and it could be you. Like, you got something cool going on, let us know. We'll put you on the show. So, so all right, boys. And girl. All right, ladies and gents. <laughs> Men and women, y'all have a good day. Let's do a let's do an actual. Uh, I'll cut some of this, but let's just do an actual uh, outro real quick. All right, how you want to do it? I'll come in loud. All right, everybody. All right. So we are now concluding episode one of the Ebony and Ivory. No, this isn't episode one. All right, let me do that over. Yep. All right, you all. We are now concluding this episode of Ebony and Ivory podcast show. If you didn't like us, listen to us again. You might like us. If you did like us, subscribe everywhere we have it. And listen, the next time we come out with another episode, we love you all. Johnny. All right, y'all. Love you guys. Thanks for the support. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later, baby. All right, Joe. Boom, 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 boom,